This is episode three of Eat, Play, Sex. Here's a hot highlight of what's to come. I had my first non-penetrating orgasm. Hey. Just from yeah. just from allowing myself to feel in his space. And you and to can. Submit. Orgasm means that we've let ourselves let go. Oh, we can't say it again. Feel say it again. Orgasms mean that we've given ourselves permission to let go. This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with your queens of climax, Dr. Kat and Di. The place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Side effects of this podcast may include more lovemaking, hormone harmony, spontaneous sex, exceptional orgasms, less sugar cravings, and more sex cravings. In rare cases, listeners experience a strong desire to try new sexual positions and lube with organic edibles. If you experience moods happier than usual, contact your Facebook friends immediately. Hey lovers, this is Dr. Kat and I'm here with Diane Kayser. Hey! <laughs> We're here today to talk to you about the juiciest secrets of surrounding sexual interest and sexual desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this weekend was Thanksgiving. Yummy! Turkey day! <laughs> and I was out in the desert all weekend. I, yeah, yeah, I was out in Joshua Tree and enjoying lots of amazing, amazing food. It was all vegan. Dessert? Desert. Desert. You had desert and then a dessert. I did, I did, yeah. Dessert in the desert. Oh my God, I had so much dessert. It was so much. I was so full. And it made me actually think, I was really lethargic after Thanksgiving. I slept Mm. all the rest of the day. Mm. And it made me think more about what I was eating and how that was impacting my energy levels. And I thought, how does, how would food, especially the food that I ate, how would that have impact my sex drive? Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, let me, let me get clear on this because, uh, for the listeners, I'm not sure if you guys know, a cat is vegan. And so she's not consuming a lot of the same things that, you know, the average American diet is the standard American diet, the SAD, the sad diet. Yeah. So for you to say, that you binged on desserts and felt lethar- lethargic the next day. I want to hear a little bit more about these desserts. <laughs> yeah. Tell us the sweetness that was these desserts that you had. Uh, yeah. So definitely didn't do a tofurkey this year. I did that last year. Oh. Never, never, never again. Oh. Why not? <laughs> because it tasted awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was like this <laughs> this lump of jelly-ish. Like I poked it and it left an imprint of my finger in don't do it i know oh, i know like it was so weird, weird <laughs> no but um i ate food that i don't normally eat so we had like dinner rolls and we had pie and stuff like that which i don't do gluten yeah so i don't i don't do wheat because it really messes with me, me so i don't know if that was it but that was it. you know what though okay so i'm with my 94 year old aunt too she's my great aunt yeah Aww. And she every night has a glass of wine with her dinner. I don't drink except with her. <laughs> oh, you got <laughs> hammered with grill. <laughs> I totally did. I had maybe a glass, a glass and a half. I didn't even finish what I was drinking. And <laughs> she just kept drinking. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. Wait, so you had gluten and alcohol and those are out of character for you. That's yeah. That's the only thing that I did differently. Did you have dairy? No, not at all. What about like the sugar source? 
<laughs> well, I mean, like, oh, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> pie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you went standard. Okay. So no dairy, yeah. not gluten. Yeah. More of the things that you didn't don't only have and right. the sugar from the alcohol. Yeah. For sure. That could have sent you over the hump and, and you had bread too. You said bread bowls. Yeah. yeah that's, that's one of the things <laughs> that like, if you, if you want to have a, a good next day after Thanksgiving, you don't like put bread in the bread basket and that's like you know i didn't have that much of a hangover on friday like, yeah turkey, really you know uh thanksgiving hangover because um i didn't have any gluten so that's a big part of it and eh. you know gluten and, and and alcohol does spike your blood sugar and then drop you real quick thereafter and yeah. definitely destroy your mood and that's for sure what we're going to talk about today oh parts good. of it anyway we got a lot of juicy stuff to talk about yeah yet. i was just gonna say i definitely didn't feel sexy after thanksgiving yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like zero <laughs> yeah um, it, it could also be a good thing depending on what part of your cycle that you're in to not have your sex drive. Cause we're going to talk about eh. that as well. Like your cycle dictates your mood and your drive. And so yeah. you can food, food and mood. I can see that. My, I definitely feel sexier around certain parts of the month. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'm like, Oh my God, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not interested. That yeah. is so important for women to understand about too. themselves. And then the men of the women, because People, women first, they, 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 they belittle themselves. They're like, why do mm. I feel so bad when I can't give him what he wants or my partner, even if it's a her, like I feel like I'm less than because I make them feel less than because I don't have a drive. And then the, the recipient feels like, well, if I'm not desired, then I'm not worthy. And then oh, both yeah. people feel low. So it's important to understand how all the things that can affect our mood and our desire and our cravings for sex. Yeah. And play. Yeah. Through food. Eat, play, sex. Yeah. 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 And I think it, it reduces the shame because it's not so personal about us. Absolutely. Like there's more to this than just uh, desire or wanting or worthiness. It's like all this process is just going on in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say, so Thanksgiving was juicy for, you know, turkey. Yeah. Turkey was beautiful, organic. I had a organic, if you ate it, if you ate it, <laughs> correct, exactly. And then over this last weekend, I had some juicy sex capades. Woo! Yeah, juicy sex capades. Yes, yes. And I, I started my cycle. Day uh-huh. one was Friday, so I started bleeding okay. the day after Thanksgiving. But yet, still, I had a crazy sex drive, and I had a lot of connections happening. And so I, I it really surprised me, Cap, because. What we're going to talk about today with the, the things that I'll talk about are very hormonally related and chemically, the things mm. that happen in our lives chemically that, that can drive down our sex drive. And where I was with my cycle, I surprised myself because I went on two amazing dates this weekend. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm not supposed to be, you know, these days of, of our cycle, you know, yeah. day one, two, and three, we're not as playful. We're a little bit more retreative because we, is that a word? Retreative? Retreative? Uh, <laughs> make it up made it up hashtag retreative hashtag see if it flows but i was flowing but yeah. i was also flowing oh so yeah and that you know that actually leads into what i'm going to be talking about because we so often sabotage our sexual interest mm-hmm. and i want to talk to us about how what actually gets humans to drive themselves wild Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? How are we solving ourselves? Because we are. <laughs> Drive wild in the bedroom and beyond sort of a thing? Well, in the bedroom, but also in regards to flirting and regards to, you know, those long-term relationships, whether it's married or committed, they're just that part often diminishes or we see that diminish. Mm-hmm. But we don't realize how much of that 
we are creating for ourselves mm -hmm. and how much we can create the feeling of being driving wild or that that lusty feeling that craving for the other person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so this is one of those <laughs> where i would say are are you someone who has ever sat down and pondered why can i just not crave this person mm -hmm. are you someone who has sat down and just thought why do i not feel sexy mm -hmm. are you someone that is th that wonders where did our connection go are you someone that thinks gosh, I wish that we had our flirting back in our love life. Or are you someone that thinks, and this is for me, when you when you told me what you want to talk about, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I need this. I want this. Uh -huh. Why can't I just let the process of flirting and dating be what it is instead of rushing it? Yeah. So if any of those five conditions are you, this episode is going to be super juicy for you. Oh. I'm so excited about yeah, it. I'm literally, I, I feel my hands like shaking with excitement. Ah. I'm just going to let myself feel that excitement for a moment. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, here's the question that I think everybody is wanting to know. Are you going to tell us about these dates? Ooh. <laughs> okay, Maybe. I won't name names. Um, it's pretty awesome when you put it out into the world and the universe and God or whoever your higher power is as to what you desire. And so I, I put it out there and someone set me up on a, a date on Friday. What what day is it? Monday? Okay. It was a Wait. Saturday date? Yeah. Wait. What did you put out there? I don't get that. Yeah. I put out there what, what I was looking for in a relationship or in just, just a man just a, in, mm. or even just anything, a, mm. a, a connection. And I, I said that this is what I want in a man for now. I, w I would love to be pursued. I would love mm. a man who's super confident. I would love a man who appreciates intelligent women. I would love a man who is not threatened by my sexual prowess. Mm. I would love a man who wants to take charge in different dynamics of, of our relationship or life. Wow. And I would love a sexy man. And you know what? It doesn't need to be the six foot. I've given that one up. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be six. So yeah. I just put it out there and I actually even spoke uh, to a couple of my girlfriends about it and so one of them said hey I want you to meet this guy oh cool and um we went out on Saturday and had an amazing date oh it went from 6 p.m to 5 a.m what <laughs> I know what it involved beaches and dancing and glow lights and oh music and sushi and that's wine. more than what a lot of people do in a month yeah, I know <laughs> I know right and it was the first but cat oh my gosh cat I was like I'm so vibing with this guy right now, but I felt the shame of me starting to downplay my desire for him. Uh, I like was like, you hmm? can't get excited. Don't get yeah. too excited. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't mm. give it up. Be careful how much you give in the first date. Be careful what you say. Mm. Um, you know, don't give it all away because, yeah. you know, men like the chase. And so I started getting in my head and he was, he was so conscious that I was able to speak my mind about those things. And I was able to hear and receive from him, don't overthink it, don't overthink it. And I'm st like, then I started thinking, I'm over the overthinking the fact that he's telling me not to overthink mm. it. Yeah. And before he knew it, I was like, kind of getting clothes off on the beach at 4 a.m. What? What? Yeah. Don't don't give me that face. Right now, Diane is Which giving face? this face of like, it, she's contracting. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't. I totally am. Don't do that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so am. okay okay so you had this one day and then you had another day yeah 
So <laughs> now she's back. <laughs> well, they're different dynamics. So that date was amazing, but you know, of course, in my head, I'm going, "Oh, did I, did I give too much away?" And yeah, like, yeah. you know, did, was I authentic? You know, there's all yeah. of that happening. And is he gonna call me again? You know, did yeah. I fuck it up by giving yeah. too much away too soon? So that's what that face and that contracting and butt squeezing that I feel right now. I feel you squeeze your butt. <laughs> Watch, this is me contracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you guys could see her right now. She's just sitting here <sighs> squeezing her butt. It's but, like, yeah uncomfortable but in the moment yeah. it was comfortable but then mm. you know did I it's yeah yeah and I know a lot of people feel this so okay. it'll be a good episode and get your you know you know you guiding me I guess in that situation and, and people can hear that from the outside um and then the second date was just yesterday mm. and it was just playing it was playing it was being out in nature and playing and going to the Ritz for sweet potato fries oh my god I love sweet potato fries <laughs> Does that kill my sex drive? Oh, no. Okay, Absolutely good. not. Because I'm no. going to eat them all the time. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. Sweet potato fries are actually really, really good for our hormones. All right. I'm putting that on my list yes. of foods I yeah. can have for sex drive. However, <laughs> if you go out and get them from somewhere and they're just cooked in vegetable oil and a bunch of rancid yeah. putrid oils, then it can be bad. So, oh, okay. So that yeah. was a good day um, yesterday, and I spent the night with him and just, just had a chill day. And mm. we talked about coffee enemas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, in future episodes, we're going to talk about topics you don't bring up on the first date. <laughs> well, it wasn't our first date. Diane's going to lead that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't the first date. I've known him for oh, six okay. months, so it's, oh, okay. he knows who I am. Um, he knows So timeline about. is after six months, you can talk about sticking things <laughs> up your rear. <laughs> you know, Coffee enemas. Talk, <laughs> guys talk about butt sex. Why can't I talk about yeah. different things that go in there? So. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very um, enlightening weekend, and it was a very diversified weekend. But of mm. course, I'm so scared, cat, to like open myself up to people who then could walk Yank away. The oh, that's oh, my biggest fear. Yeah, mm. and that's what holds me back from mm-hmm. what your points are today. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm super excited. Why don't we just jump on in there then? Let's jump. Like what you're what you're talking about right now, I, I'm hearing a lot. Um, I think for one thing, people stop themselves from feeling pleasure and excitement in sexual interests or in dating interests because they feel like if they start feeling that, this is the excitement that we're talking about, uh, then they have to go from either zero or 100. So if they're not all the way in, or all the way certain that they're interested, then they won't even allow themselves to feel it. Mm. Or if they don't, and the same thing with sex. If we start flirting with somebody or if we start, you know, being um, a little more passionate or or, uh, just flirty, I guess, you know, seductive, right? We then we assume men and women across the board, then we assume, oh, that means that I'm allowing for it to be okay to go all the way into intercourse. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we don't even allow ourselves to be in that space of just feeling sexy of just feeling seductive of, of and not have uh the and the underlying agenda that it's going to go all the way mm-hmm. i've heard this on from men and women both um i recently had this conversation with a friend of mine who he was in and he was talking to me in all curiousness you know he just didn't know and so i held that space of compassion for him but he said you know cat 
sometimes you can come you are very sexy and sexually expressive the way you dance or the way you dress and he goes you know and he was so nervous he's like i don't know how to say this without coming out wrong i was like it's okay <laughs> like I'll, I'll hear you out and he said um you're attracting the wrong kind of attention mm-hmm. i was like well what do you mean by that and he's like well when you dress and are sexually expressive men see you and it's their primal dis- or this primal move to to want to have sex with you you yeah. know where they want things that aren't necessarily positive and i was like oh that's interesting you know yeah probably i was like because i think to me to see a woman in her sexual expression is incredibly attractive Mm -hmm. because it's her being in her experience and she's giving other people permission to be sexy and in their own experience so that's why how i like to see myself but i can see what he's talking about because yes of course it's going to be attractive to men and women some of them not, you know, some of them want uh, just sex or they see you as a sexual object. That's where I'm going with that. But the difference is how I interact with people while I'm in that expression. Right. And if people approach me because they're interested, because they're attractive, there is nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Nothing. That's instinctual and it's embedded in all of us. Exactly. But it's how they approach me, first of all. Right. You know, if they grab my waist, if they grab my wrist, if they catcall me, those <laughs> are not, I know, right? <laughs> those are not appropriate ways to get my attention mm-hmm. or to, to let me know that they also have sexual or interest in me as well. Mm-hmm. No, they can approach me as and talk to me, introduce themselves, maybe dance near me. That's fine. Um, and then how I interact with them, how I respond to them, lets them know where I stand. Mm-hmm. So I can say, no, I'm not interested or no, I'm okay. Thank you, though. Um, I can say I'm dancing by myself. I can say any of those things as long as I'm mindful that I don't try to embarrass them. Right. It's not about judgment. Exactly. I'm not putting them down. I'm not putting them down. So just being themselves. Right. And we don't know that somebody is interested or not interested <clears throat> until we say something, right. which used to be my MO. I used to not speak up because I didn't feel like my voice was strong enough. Like I remember in the past going out or doing things and, and playing down my sexuality because I was afraid that if I spoke up about it, people would uh, shoot me down. Yeah. In fact, I have had that. I've had in the past being like, no, I'm not interested, and somebody being like, um, oh, you have a boyfriend? Or they would be like, oh, you know, uh, you're a slut. Or, you know, like they yeah. would just uh, come back with me with something. But I've noticed now that when I'm, acti- when I'm in my sexual expression and I say, no, I'm not interested, um, in a very respectful but clear, strong voice, they respond to it. Mm-hmm. I don't embarrass anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't try to be like, ew. Yeah. I recognize that they're a human being too. Yeah, that's compassion. That's so that, Yeah, so that allows me to feel pleasure in my body, in my expression. It allows me to be without those um, inhibiting filters while still allowing people to approach me and and how do I assert my boundary so how for the listeners would you tie that into 
the recommendation that you have to improve their drive, improve their connection to self so they can improve their sex lives yeah. or sexual experiences. It doesn't even have to be like sex, yeah. the act of, you know, it can be the things up leading up to it. I think it's challenging that inner cognition or that inner thought that tells us that if I'm acting flirty or sexy or seductive, that that means I have to be okay with sex. No, mm. you don't. You can be in your flirtatious, seductive, sexual expression, and that's as far as it goes. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. You're not leading people on. Mm -hmm. You are not leading people on. Mm -hmm. You're not tricking anybody. Manipulation, I know, is a lot of... Not manipulating. Yeah. A, lot of, yeah, a lot of people think, including myself, and this voice isn't there as much anymore, but it is that... If, I, if I'm thinking these things, if I'm acting them out, then people are going to realize I'm a fraud. I'm not really this way. I'm that way. Yeah, and even in committed relationships, even in marriages, how they stop flirting or they stop being seductive because they're afraid that their husband is going to think that, oh, that's the green light for sex. Not necessarily. Even the men will stop themselves from flirting or you know, d being seductive or playful because they think their wife might assume that it's going to be um, this and then sex. Well, this equals sex. What's wrong with that anyway? Well, because some women and men do this too. They condition ourselves. If my, if my partner starts being flirting with me, maybe they, don't, they aren't in the mood to have sex. Yeah. So they'll shut it down. Yeah. Well, nobody wants to be rejected. Nobody wants to be shut down. So then they avoid it entirely. Yeah. In order to avoid the rejection. Yeah, which is, I think, a communication flaw because they're, you know, in relationships, I know where if the guy's flirting and I'm like, you know, not in this part of this happened over the weekend, where I was like, I'm just not in the mood to do that with you right mm -hmm. now. And it, w but, but I gave them an alternative. I was like, hey, not right now, but how about this? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, they didn't get rejected. There was an, a different, there was a different, plan there was a different I guess crumb where mm -hmm. they didn't feel put down versus like someone just going I'm just not in the mood right now and then it's yeah. like then over time it's like well what's the point of even gesturing but then I think that on the flip side if it's the pursuer that's flirting mm -hmm. if the pursuer is flirting with always the goal in mind to have mm -hmm. sex then the person who's being pursued then is talking to that can you so can you talk to that like how can either person just flirt for the act of flirting, which is the foreplay before the sex that could mm -hmm. be weeks, days, hours before. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to be practicing this on a regular mm -hmm. and even talking. I mean, a communication is never bad. So talking to your partner and being like, you know, um, leaving these breadcrumbs like gluten free ones, gluten free and <laughs> vegan, please. <laughs> but, um, and, and I'll talk more on this in a little bit, but uh, I'll talk to you about how you can do this in a way that builds eroticism without intercourse. Oh, I need this. I need this yeah, too yeah. myself. Now, I also understand that sometimes we just aren't feeling that sexual desire. Yeah. And sometimes that's even beyond our mental processes, but it can be biological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, this is where I come in because the, the talk can be so much... Uh, hormonal biological chemical yeah you know our bodies are always in flux so if, if 
if it's the, and Kat just talked a lot about the mood and, and being okay with not having sex. I'm going to talk about today uh, and we'll get into this a deeper dive in future episodes because the first one I wanted to talk about today is the women I have in the Warrior Clones Facebook group. And for the listeners who are on, feel free to join us. I mean, there's an mm. incredible group of women. We're growing real fast. Is it open? It's totally open. Yeah, oh. it's not a private group. So you can invite people in, you know, any of us, just but just women only. Um, yeah. Because I want women to have a safe space where they can talk about sex, sex hormones, yeast infections, and the things that totally. might be holding them back. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, Dr. Kat, you're in the, in I'm the group in it. too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, anybody can come in and just, if you guys do come in, just tag us, uh, you know, Kat Meyer, Diane Kayser, tag us in, in a, if you have a specific question. So I've got the, the woman who did the hormones shake, you know, the Love My Hormones shake. That went amazing, Kat. Mm. It went so amazing. Uh, the, the women that did it and I surveyed, you know, everybody in there said that they would recommend this to their girlfriends and, mm. and they have, they've brought women in. And so, um, that's something that I'll talk about. Um, I think that's the second one I want to talk about, but the, for the first one I want to talk about is just that for women who are cycling, you know, having a regular PMS cycle, uh, there's days in that cycle that we're going to fluctuate in terms of our mood, in mm. terms of. Um, our energy levels, our sex drive, mm -hmm. uh, inflammation. There's a whole bunch of things that drive that. Okay. So, you know, women, and I want to talk about exercising just because this is an easy way to to link in and connect to the, the fact that, hey, you know what? I, I don't always want to have sex. Yeah. I don't always feel like going to the gym. I don't always feel like working on a project. I don't right. always have the energy that I need or the motivation, the creative capacity to to really kick ass at a project at work or at home or for the kids or whatever. So we ebb and flow mm -hmm. like the moon, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if, uh, if you know this, we've talked about this before, I think, but we are in sync with the lunar cycles. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's super fascinating. So the, 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 the new moon is that we say it's a time of seed planting, you yeah. know, setting manifestation or setting up intentions for ourselves so they can later manifest. And the manifestations typically occur during the full moon. Mm -hmm. And that's the harvest, right? So mm -hmm. like, and it goes with farmers and oceans and water cycles and tides and um, fish. I mean, there's so much that we don't even think about and we're never taught. And this is the goddessness that I love about our show and mm -hmm. what you're doing is that we truly are connected to the lunar cycle and, you know, the luteal phase, right? That's where that mm -hmm. term came from. Uh, and that's the third phase of our cycle. So, or the fourth phase that moves into the, our, our actual bleeding phase. So there's, um, we're supposed to start our cycle around the new or the full moon. Typically it's supposed to be the new moon. Yeah. So we want to start day one, which is when we're bleeding, when the new moon comes. So we just had a new moon. Today's our new moon, actually. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, Sagittarius. Yep, exactly. And I started, I bled on, I started bleeding Friday night. So okay. I'm close to it. I'm typically like real close to it within a couple of days. I'm on the full moon. You're on the full uh, moon. See, yeah. so we, we've got complimentary cycles. And then exactly. Yeah. So so day one of a woman's cycle is when we're bleeding. We we can tend to have a little bit more sexual desire around then. You know, this weekend I had a lot of sexual desire. And it was also yeah. because of the newness of the relationship. And so I had a bunch of, you know, connective juices flowing. Um, so that there's a, I, I want to talk about it in phases of seven days. And then we're going to reserve a whole nother show just to talk specifically Great. for the cycle. Yeah. So we should have a full 28-day cycle. If it's outside of that, something else is going on. It's typically estrogen dominance from the outside. I'll talk about that last today. But if you're not cycling, if you're in menopause, you still have, you know, you should still have sexual desire. But mm -hmm. if you don't, then there's another issue going on. Maybe it's low testosterone or just complete adrenal endocrine dysfunction where you've got thyroid adrenals going on. 
So the first phase of a woman's PMS is a cycle is we've got bleeding. We're supposed to say quote unquote bleeding when we're okay. releasing, you know, the, the lining of our uh, uterus and we're preparing for the egg. Right. So that's the first seven days. We may or may not be horny. <laughs> we may not be hot for our, our mate at that point. Okay. Then the next seven days, it's kind of like, I'll take it or leave it. You know, maybe I do want sex. Maybe I don't want sex. But then the prime time is day 14 to 21. Really? Yeah. Okay. And that's when we're, we're driven for a lot of things. We are getting ready to ovulate. So at that point, that's when we can get pregnant, right? So yeah. if you think primally, we want to mate with the strongest man in the forest. <laughs> we're looking for a guy who is strong, who's confident, who wants to, you know, then dominate us in the yeah. forest, wherever, have a hot, you know, ex escapade, like in, in the forest or on the beach or whatever, like I did this weekend. Mine would live in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would live on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But so, so day, day 14 at it to 21 is yeah. when it's we are charged for many things we're looking for our man we're looking to you know we're looking we're fertile we're looking yeah. to have sperm planted in our egg uh -huh. we're looking for projects we're creative we are dominant we are crazy awesome mm. at the gym our workouts are gonna kick ass too so during that time that seven day period go for it and if you're the man know it know that's her time period where you can just go after it and she's more likely to say yes mm -hmm. it's gonna be like a fuck yes it's gonna be like yeah let's do this and then the last seven days of our cycle day 21 to 28 we're kind of like we're more retreating retreative yeah. we might get more acne we might our skin might disrupt we're starting to blow we don't yeah. feel as sexy we don't because maybe we don't look as sexy yeah so Given that, just a normal cycle without all the other things coming from the outside like birth control or xenoestrogens and chemicals and life stress, that's what a normal cycle will look like. So that one week time period is when we are quote unquote raring to go. If yeah. you're not, then there's other things going on or you've got total adrenal exhaustion mm. and you're not kicking out the right sex hormones and you're just tired all the time. Wow. You know, I love what you just said. I like how you map that out because that's for men and women to mm -hmm. understand that. Um, I also know uh, through psychology research that women are more um, open to variation during that seven-day period, mm. so they like mm. options. So they're a lot more uh, where we can be more um, narrow in our mate choice or dating choice during those seven-day period. Um, it opens so we're mm. a lot more um, receiving to other types of men receiving in so yeah. many ways yeah. receiving like more sex you know receiving obviously vagina we're receiving mm -hmm. a dick so it's like we're more receiving there yeah. and more we're more open and we're not clo as closed off because we're not in our way I oh. think <laughs> more creative our own cock locks what yeah that <laughs> our own vagina blocks vagina blocks pussy blocks that sounds like a toy. Can I say that on podcast? <laughs> so show girl. Can I say what, what you want? <laughs> Pussy That's poison. Amazing. That's our own cock blocks. That's amazing. Um, that actually, and you know, you're also talking about those times, that period of time where we just really aren't feeling so sexual. Mm -hmm. But that's a significant part of our life if that's happening every single month. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So... There are, I do know that there are three main things that we can do in regards to dating that make us the most wild. Yeah. 
that drive us wild. Oh, it's the drive us wild, like sexual juice-wise? Yes, yes. Do you know how sometimes we are dating and we are like, why am I so attracted to this person? Why can't I get this? But then there's other people that we're dating and it's like, oh, he's such a great guy. No, he's awesome. (laughs) You know know what I mean? And people wonder, like... Why can't I just be attracted to him? Right. And you force it? Right. Now, part of that I get is pheromones, right? Mm -hmm. And pheromones are these natural chemicals that we're releasing. But there's also three conditions that can that can occur and that you can create yourself in your relationships to make make yourself or the other partner more attractive to you. Hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have your pen? You have your pen and paper? <laughs> pause. It's a good time to pause if you need to. Or if you're driving, you could always just do, like, I take notes. I might hit pause on a podcast <laughs> and then open up my little audio thing. And as I'm driving or something, like, I can just say what oh I'm God. thinking after and just record it. You're so cute. Yeah. That's amazing. So this comes from a famous sex therapist, Stella Resnick. And she says that these situations are forbiddenness, sweet pain, and overcoming challenges. Mm. Yeah, so let me talk about those. Forbiddenness. Think about all those situations that there's attraction with you and another person, and it's forbidden for you guys to be together. And I mean things like coworkers. I mean things like colleagues and affairs. Uh, what about the bad boy, the bad girl? I'm not supposed to be with her. My parents would hate that I was dating this girl and how hot that is. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would that be hot, as in that would be maybe like just like a fun sexual experience, or would that be even like date-worthy? Both. Hmm. I mean, think about building that attraction. Building it. You can talk. have that. You can create that, again, in your marriages or in your long-term committed relationships. How can you make the situation between the two of you forbidden? Mm. And that can be things like role-playing. That can be things like um, setting yourself up to where – you start seeing your partner as the bad girl. Mm. You start seeing them in a certain way. Um, maybe you co-work together. Oh, we're not supposed to be f- flirting or having mm-hmm. sex. Or maybe you're texting your spouse while you're in a, in a business meeting. Ooh, yes. Oh, I'm not yeah. supposed to be having s- being sexting with my wife you know, right now while I'm in business. Hold on, I'm going to so, send a text real quick while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> so how can you make that that forbidden mm. yeah hmm. i think you about know, we this we talked about that with dr ava too you know if you if you need some really fun kind of exercises to role play yeah oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah the other one is sweet pain so how hot it can be to to include like a, a pain dynamic and between you and your partner and i mean things like they're have you ever had this power dynamic play in sexuality? What in does your that sexuality? sound like? What do you mean? Huh. Like dominance, submission. How does that get initiated? How does it get initiated? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people haven't gone down this road. And I mean, that's why like the, you know, the Fifty Shades of Grey was so popular. But, but you're talking about BDSM. I am? Yes. Oh. I'm talking about power dynamics as in one person pushing the other person against the wall and saying, I'm going to have my way with you. Yeah. Are you fanning yourself over there? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, taking charge and, and 
making that known what you're going to do to them. That was Saturday night for me. Yes, and yeah. how hot that is, uh-huh. right? So hot. And you, when you allow yourself to be in that space, you're giving yourself permission to feel excited. There is nothing wrong with getting excited. There's nothing, I don't think it exists that we can feel too excited. You know what happened? I forgot to say this earlier. When I allowed him to dominate me like that, yeah, I had my first non-penetrating orgasm. Hey. Just from yeah. just from allowing myself to feel in his space. And you and to can. Submit. Orgasm means that we've let ourselves let go. Oh, say it again. Feel. Say it again. Orgasms mean that we've given ourselves permission to let go. Yeah. You cannot feel an orgasm. You can't really orgasm if you don't let go, if you're yeah. tense, if you're holding on, yeah. if you're in your mind, in your brain. So the whole power dynamic and the same thing with submission to fully, I mean, that is submission to fully let go and be in that moment and let somebody take charge and tell you what to do. Both of them are so hot and that goes beyond gender. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what, if you're male or female in either of those roles, Mm -hmm. but it is so hot to do that. I like, I like what you just said because it's like, it it brought me into my mind. Orgasm is a release. We think mm-hmm. about it being like a juicy release mm-hmm. from our our vagina or our dick, but mm-hmm. I see it like what you just said. It's a mental release too. Absolutely, I yes. love it. And the more you allow yourselves to feel, then the greater the release it's going to be mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then the last one is overcoming challenges, and that. Those are things like stranger sex. Those are things like one night stands. Like, I'm going to get that girl. <laughs> I'm going to get that girl. You know, there's this challenge of um, I'm going to draw them in or I'm going to be the object of desire here. I'm going to overcome the challenge of, of I don't know this person. You know, that can be really hot. Mm-hmm. Now, it can become um, damaging if we feel like we have to always have sex with strangers because then that can get in the way with our ability to be intimate with another person right right? right. but i'm just referring to like the things that that contribute to the hottest interactions right so then another example would be long distance long distance relationships are hot because there's a challenge there there's this um we have this i'm in california and you're in um, I don't know New York <laughs> <laughs> a bit far but hey <laughs> yeah I know you're on the opposite ends of the country the farther the better <laughs> the intimacy well it can be because how hot is it when you go and visit that person and now and you've been for so long without having sexual fun with that person and maybe you have over Skype I don't know but now <laughs> you're here with the person and your excitement is Guy, hi. I've done that before. I love those ones. Yeah, it's this fantasy sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is because mm-hmm. you're removing daily <laughs> stressors. You're removing like life essentially for to be with this person. And then on the other and and another example of overcoming challenges is when two people can be in trauma together or go through a hard time together because now you build this very intense bond between you passion 
Yeah. Well, just, so yeah. So much passion. And there's so much emotionally charged in that experience that it can cause that bond. And now it's like, oh, I can't live without you. You've been here with me, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, we call it trauma bond. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're overcoming something together, and it builds this between you. And you said something, you know, talking about the um, the long distance is we could even that could be something even for couples who are married you know there's people who are traveling so use that time to build up some energy some sexual chemistry yes i i I think that that's something that we should also have maybe a future show on just that like how to how to build how to build anticipation and intimacy in uh long distance distance. yeah Yeah. because they can work and i see it work all the time i don't think it's an excuse yeah i really don't yeah Exactly. Those are awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. We'll move over to my second one, I guess, now, because that was a lot of hot. Those are a lot of hot ones, Kat. I, I have so many questions that just <laughs> came on that. So that's a good thing we have a never-ending episodes coming up. Um, the second one I wanted to talk about is chemical toxicity in terms of what can um, decrease our drive. Mm. And <clears throat> this is one that we'll interview. I've got quite a few people lined up for us to interview to go into detail. Mm. But uh, this is to to give you guys, throw you a little bit of a bone here and a boner. (laughs) Uh, The the lack of desire that we may have may be stemming from our liver. You know, any symptom that is present in someone's life whenever I'm working with a client or patient is, oh, it's the liver. And people get, it's funny, people get real surprised when. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think of the liver as a sexy organ at all. Uh, I wrote down this quote. (laughs) It's hard to be a good lover when you're not taking care of your liver. <laughs> wow. And it's okay. so true because people are like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, your liver. They're like, what do you mean? I'm going to turn that into a meme. Yeah, it, it should be. <laughs> it should be. Um, TM, uh, eat, play, sex. So with the liver, the liver is responsible for taking the trash out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your housekeeper. Yeah. And if you're not cleaning the house, what happens to your house? Yeah. And so if you look at that and think of that on the inside with our liver, our liver is responsible for taking the trash out and the components of trash are sex hormone metabolites. So when we're done, you know, I I explain like this cat. It's like if you were to boil, if you were to to fry an egg, you crack the egg, you fry the egg and you do what with the shell? I uh, put it in my compost. Yeah. Throw oh. it away. You dispose of it somehow, right? You, but it, it doesn't go in your body. Right. But what happens with with our hormones, our sex hormones specifically, is the this this egg lays, it hatches a hormone, and then the metabolites of it, the, the, the pieces, the building blocks of it, then have to go to the liver for filtration to be, to be delivered out of the body mm. through sweat, through urine, through feces. And so if they get trapped in the liver, the body gets confused. And mm. the hypothalamus, which is the brain center, goes, oh, well, it looks like there's a lot of backup of estrogen in the liver, so maybe we don't need to make any extra of it. Or then it makes more of it because it's not accessible. So we get hormone metabolite back uh, backups in the liver. Really? And then we become what's called estrogen dominant. And mm-hmm. I believe that's like a major issue right now for a lot of uh, men and women because huh. that could totally throw off your sex drive. Yeah. Totally throw it off. Wow. And, you know, when the liver is toxic – 
then all that garbage backs up into the blood. It needs to get stored somewhere, so it gets stored in fat tissues. Mm -hmm. Then when we gain weight and inflammation, we don't feel sexy. No, so not only don't we don't know. feel or look sexy, we don't. We our our liver is backing up all this all these toxic wastes that can't mm -hmm. text message the brain. Hey, let's have some sex. Let's. We're not connected to ourselves anymore. You know, it's just bad That's bad true. news all around. Wait, what causes the liver to be backed up like that? Are there just too much trash. Too much trash. Okay. Too, we are exposed to so many toxins today. Yeah. And no one, if you don't have, this is my new thing to say, if, if you don't have a daily detox protocol, then you're asking for disease, symptoms, or an awful sex life. Yeah. Really low energy. Oof. So we got to love in our liver every single day. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. Well, actually, is there something that we can give our audience, like a like a mini daily detox? Uh, lemon. Lemon. Yeah. Lemon I do and water. That. That's the simple one, you know. Start yes. in the morning. Literally wake up in the morning, uh, roll over, have your – I always have my water bottle next to my bedside all uh -huh. the time. Make it a non-plastic water bottle, please, because okay. plastic – is estrogenic yeah. you know that's how they just that's how they yeah. made plastic it's you know bpa bps it doesn't even matter if it's bpa free yeah. plastic is estrogen okay. so have it in like a glass bottle or a stainless steel bottle you know the one that i use is right here it's the clean canteen i have it with me at all times i feel naked if i don't have it so <laughs> roll over drink you know eight 16 ounces 32 ounces even better a liter if you can just chug it uh Add some lemon drops to it. I like to use essential oils. You could add a few drops of that, or you can just slice up a lemon, squeeze the lemon in there. But ha lemon definitely is one of the biggest detoxifiers of like BPA, the toxic oh. wastes, the estrogen in our, our um, liver. So just start simple. You know, we'll get in, yeah. we'll dive deeper with other things later on. But I'm glad you asked that question, Dr. Katz, so that people can get a start get here. Get started, yeah. yeah. And then also add yourself to, if that's something that you already do and you want to up level, join us in the Warrior Cleanse Facebook group. And there's some really mm -hmm. awesome recipes mm -hmm. in there. The Love Your Hormone Shake. Uh, there's other more advanced things you can get into in there too. But just, I mean, start simple. Chug yeah. your water when you wake up, drink your liver, or you drink your liver, drink your <laughs> lemon to love on your liver, and then watch your sex drive transform. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. oh, I love this. Yeah. I hope we haven't overwhelmed people. Like, this is, this is a lot, right? Well, you know, I think the people who are listening to our show, they're ready. They're ready. Yeah. I mean, everybody's ready for a big change. The, what, the, the way that we're living now, stuff isn't working. So mm. even if they took one thing away, whether it was one of my three or your three, they've got stuff to take away. Yeah. And if you guys ever, if you lovers have any questions, we love to hear your questions. So feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. You can email us at e, at sexmatters at eplaysex.com. Mm -hmm. And if you are listening to this right now and you are inspired and maybe you're like, you know, I would love to be one of the experts. You know, they talked about a lot of things that I feel like I could uh, share with their audience, then email us. We've got uh, the email that, that Kat just shared. Uh, eatplaysex.com is our website. And lovers, always remember if you treat, you teach others how to treat you based on the way that you're caring for yourself, yeah. the way you're treating yourself. So if you want greater attraction in life, if you want greater love in your life, if you want more ample sex drive, sexy yourself up, love on yourself so hard that you give other people permission to love you just the same. Mm -hmm. But just always remember that sex matters. Mm. I love it. And we also would love for you to... If you believe that this show just rocked your world and started rocking your sex life, please leave us a review, a testimonial, a love letter on <laughs> our uh, iTunes. 
because what you guys are giving to us as feedback is telling us what kind of food that we need to give to you of the eat, play, sex. We want to know what you want more of, what you loved, and please make sure you share this with all of your other sexy lovers because the way that you review us is giving us permission to give you greater good and the things that you want more of. So we'd love to hear your reviews. They matter. You matter. Sex matters. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out katmeyer.com or diankazer.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.